welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we talk about the outstanding victory at Breve in the European Challenge Cup. We look ahead to the next league game against free-scoring London Irish at the gate, and we finish with our regular Gets My Goat feature. I'm Tony, and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, boys, this season just seems to get better and better. I, I've got to say, I've had some doubts about whether we were quite as good as I hoped we were but that result on Friday night with the team that we put out in France I just think was outstanding Pete what what were your thoughts on the game well first of all boys I'd I'd just like to welcome you to my uh, to my abode the first time that we've done it at my place Um, uh, it's not as palatial as Miles's gaff um, but you know it's doing the job but anyway Tony uh, yeah I mean I, I was I was I was lucky enough to have time on Friday to watch it on live streaming uh, which itself was a bit weird but yeah what a, what a performance I mean what a performance first half we just blew those brief boys away I mean it's the heartland heartland of French rugby yeah um, and I, I'm, I'm going to get this stat in now because someone else will get it if I don't do it the first time they've been zipped to nil since 1962 I mean, it's unbe- I mean, that is unbelievable. It doesn't matter whether they've just come up from the second division. This is, this is brief. They've won the European Cup before. So I think a, a fantastic performance. And it's just kind of, you know, every week, just something else is happening. So I was, uh, despite the kind of weird live streaming effect of watching it, I was, uh, I was buzzing afterwards. Well, let's, let's talk about the live streaming um, in a little bit after we've rounded up yeah. the game because there's certainly one or two talking points there about that, that experience. But I've got to say, those first five minutes, I thought we were going to be in for a really tough game. They were running the ball. They were breaking the line. They, they had us on the back foot. But then all of a sudden, we get into their 22 and it seemed that first 25 minutes... It, we, we could have probably scored about five tries. Every time we attacked, we either scored or looked like we were going to score. Um, and it was just incredible. I, th- I think it was one of the best performances of, of the season. Um, you know, maybe we'll talk about some of the players in a moment. But I, I, was, struggling, I was struggling to think... Who who had a bad game? I, I don't think I don't think there really was. And I think I, I think this is why it's so why it's so good at the moment is it's it's not really about individuals. It's about the team. You know, clearly if you're going to win, if you're going to be dominant, it's about the team working together. Mm. It's about the kind of the you know more than just the sum of the parts. And, and I think this is where we're going. It feels to me like there's a huge. Um, sort of momentum at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, I think the players were, were rotating the squad like we said that we needed to, and we're still getting these results. I mean, that, like you guys just said, that's impressive. We nailed them on their home patch, and that's. I think that's definitely. I mean, the first home defeat for them this season as well. And I think it's 18 months since they got beaten at home before. Mm. So that is That's very impressive. Good research, Andy. Yeah. I mean, I know Muggs are brief. My my friend's a Chiefs. When I say friend, I've got someone who's a Chiefs fan, acquaintance, an acquaintance, yeah. who said, you know, they're no Muggs brief. To go there and nail them was a fantastic performance. Um, and you were talking about the, the the players playing all as a team really well. I mean, you 
pitched a bit of social media from the, the Bristol Post here, but he rated the players, and I don't think any of them got less than a seven out of ten for effort in the game. So I mean, I can I can see why we went on and dominated. Looking looking at stats, though, I mean, this is this interests me because it stands out. We're talking six minutes in, sixteen minutes in, twenty six minutes in, thirty six minutes in, for different talking points for tries for us, and obviously the thirty six minute when we held out on the on the line we stopped them that's quite impressive isn't it six 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 the number of the beast yes yeah plus one plus one festive season <laughs> yeah and again i i think you know i i've certainly talked about it in previous pods um about the defensive effort um, and, and they were just camped on our line, weren't they? For the um, just before the end of the first half, and you know who knows would, if they'd got a score, then could it have you know made things a little bit different? But just the defence. It was a great tackle by the Heath, wasn't it? Right on half time. Oh, I, I I just think we were outstanding. I Absolutely think, outstanding. And, but now we think about it, is that surprising? Given that we went to Sandy Park. Yeah, and uh, and did exactly the same thing against admit you know realistically even an even better side. Yeah, and uh, yeah, defence wise, I mean it's it's not just about putting your head where it hurts. It's about understanding you know where the ball's going to go. It's about communicating. It's about I, I think it's about the scrum half telling his forwards where they're going to be. It's about it's also about not getting offside as well. Yeah, um, and you know you just cannot you I don't think you can underplay how good that defence was at the, on that at the end of that second half because. You know, am I allowed to put the quote in now, Tone? Big Max Laheath. Big Max Laheath. Because as yeah. Big Max Laheath said on uh, on subcam, which is about the the best bit of commentary there was of the game, was that you know we were up against um, confrontational Frenchmen and Polynesian warlords. <laughs> I mean that's enough, that's just that phrase is enough to yeah, to put yeah. fear in your heart. And these boy, our boys were on, they were on the line defending. I think it, it, that is and and Tony, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, that's where it all starts, doesn't it? It yeah. starts with defence, foundations, then sort it from there. Absolutely, they had two huge wingers, didn't they? They that's were it. Polynesian huge. warlords. And, uh, you know, to think that, that uh, Morahan and Fricker aren't they, the biggest of guys, uh, you know, the way we contain those um, those wingers, um, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I thought Dave, Dave Atwood maybe had a, a slightly shaky start. There was a penalty and... Um, a, a few penalties given away, but but after that, you know, again, someone with his experience and those octopus-like arms that just come over the the mall and grab either ball or player, uh, really, really good. I've got to say as well, sometimes balls as well. But <laughs> I, I thought Randall at number nine, brilliant, had a really, yeah. really good game. Um, Sheedy I felt sorry for him right at the end that he didn't get his 100% kicking just no. just missed that last conversion but again his kicking looks looks on par now I thought Fricker that oh, was the Fricker. best I, I thought say that it, we've seen flickers of Fricker mm, but we have you know he was freaking good <laughs> he was freaking good in, in, in this game I, I, I really I, I, I was really quite impressed with him I agree I, actually I think he's come on a lot and uh, really looked the part there Bedlow can I can I say about Bedlow you can can I just say and this is for you Lee to me Bedlow is a jib cutter he is good looking lad Pete not good no 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 oh, okay he, I like the cut of his jib 
And uh, do you know why? Because he is. It's, it, do you know what it is? He's a brilliant. I mean, he's brilliant. Defense was solid. He looks the part. He's got. You know what he's got? He's got swagger. And I like the swagger. But what I like, it's that Peaky Blinders haircut as well. Because he has got it. And initially, if you you know, it's it's like the old headdresses with Exeter. It's good when you. They look good when you're winning. Looks a bit YMCA when you're not. It's the same with Bedlow. When when he's on fire, that haircut, oh, it, it <laughs> is. It looks the part, you know. And it's a risk, but he's taking. And I've got to say, Tony. I mean, Randall, you're absolutely right. He's a young lad, and he's only about what is he about fourteen, about five foot one, and he's stepped up against. Yeah, stepped mm. up against these boys. Bedlow's a young lad. Um, we've got um, Frick as a young lad. We had Cape on that came on with his yeah. cap on. Yeah. He's yeah. a young lad. These are guys that are against these French. You know, this is Breve. We're talking about away. If you missed, you missed their props as well. Oh, pro, well, props. I've got to say props as well. Great, yeah. great to see him back. Yeah. You know, we've all been speculating why he hasn't been in the, the the match day fifteen. So it was great to see him back. And actually, there was a break in the first half with Podro and Fricker running down the line. I couldn't tell them apart. Oh, no, I said, hey, what? Yeah. Uh, well, props is a haircut. He has a haircut. Yes. Yeah. I'm not tell sure him, it's mate, gone so. well. To be fair, either. Does he look like Fricker now? Well, he looks a bit like he's, he's gone down the Bedlow route I've got to say but I think he pulled out right at the last minute uh, anyway have a look at always that. the safest way children it uh, is and then you talked talked about the you know some of the the finishers as we like to call oh. them now Will Capon came on again throw into the back of the line yeah um, Sandy, Sandy, Park, Sandy Park special tone Sandy he, Park he special put his, Capon put his cape on again and he turned into Capon put his again. cap on yeah, you mean he, he did he yes. certainly did um, and got the try as well the bonus point yeah. try um, Ed Holmes 34 oh, games for Bristol that was his first try yeah. so you know you could see also um, he, he that, that, that meant a lot for him <sighs> you know I just think such a great performance, think, such a great performance. I think the thing is, we, we probably looked at this fixture and we were thinking, oh, way at France, it's not on telly, what are we going to be talking about in our podcast? Yeah. But it's almost it's like the loose. most exciting, yeah. we are like, it's the most exciting game we've had, yeah. just for uh, just for the result, for, just for the, the personnel and all that. Well, for me, th- th- this game was the toughest game in the group. We've said that all along, Lee, haven't with, we? Yeah, with respect, Stade Francais at the start of the season, we would have said, but definitely not now. And to nail them away, and then we got them at home. Now we've got Zebra and Stade Francais, who are having an awful time at the moment, and actually got stuffed by Brief, didn't they, in the first game, first round? So yeah, and they it was Stade Francais just screamed mm. past Zebra, didn't they? One yeah. point, didn't one they? Point, yeah. yeah, and you, you think you know, surely those next two games, home and away against Stad. We must be looking at we at least nine, nine points, if, yeah. if not ten, really, which will put us in a very commanding position. I mean, this, this is, you're right, this has got to put us top of the table, guaranteed, hasn't it? Looking at these two fixtures we played already, and you know, mixing in with going back into the Premiership, back into Europe again, it might give Pat a few more options to sort of play a slightly B team against Zebra and South Francais at home and rest some of our players for the Premiership. So. Yeah, good news all round. Sorry, Tim. Well, I was just going to say, I just, I've just noticed that Miles has, has got quite a nasty cut on his nose. Has yeah, yeah. a chandelier came come down in the bank? Yeah, there was accusations of there was an accusations of my wife hitting me, but it was a, it was an innocent allotment injury. What? 
What? A lot more. <laughs> now, let, let me see. Was it with, was it with um, I don't know, like a, a cane or, you know, maybe a trowel? What, what implement was um, it? It was a branch. Uh, a, a, a sledgehammer. Right. A sledgehammer. So, so Miles has whacked himself in the nose of a sledgehammer. That's, that's how you get potatoes out there, Miles, is it? <laughs> yeah, innocently, it fell off a shelf, bashed me on the nose. And I've, you know, I've, I've t- I'm taking it on the chin, I'm taking it on the nose. And, yeah. Yeah, the gym uh, chair. Yeah, I've, I've recovered all right. Thanks, fellas. He actually looks like he could have been playing rugby, didn't he? I, with that? What, he, I, I reckon he just did it on purpose. You reckon so? <laughs> yeah. Self-inflicted. Yeah, just to kind of like... You know, get into the mood for tonight after watching that game. So, so we we talked about the viewing experience. Wasn't that odd? That stream. Now, for people that um, didn't didn't watch the stream, basically, there's one camera. Um, there's no commentary. There's no clock in the screen. There's no scoreboard in the screen, and you can hear a kind of echoey audio mostly of Frenchmen sitting in the main stand berating the referee and the occasional Bristol, Bristol. But it was weird, wasn't it? It was the weirdest thing. I, I, you know, I was quite looking forward to sitting down. You know, I I cleared my diary. You know, the kids were away doing their upstairs about and I thought, I'm going to really enjoy watching this. And I sat there, I think, what is this all about? It was, it's like I said to Lee earlier, it's a bit like, you know, when you ring somebody and they answer the phone and they're sat on the the toilet... (laughs) Right. And you could kind of hear, well, you know, I don't know if you do that, Tony, but it, you know, sometimes I mean, there are certain friends I have that will answer the phone when they're sat on the toilet. And you can hear kind of, it's a bit all echoey and it's a bit... Well, and a bit, I, bit like our recording quality. Yeah, a bit like, yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, obviously we're not professional journalists in a studio. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was it, I think I uh, I did tweet, Tony, to my uh, 20 followers that... Uh, that um, it was a, it was neither fish nor fowl. It it made I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Like when you're at live at a game, there's something about obviously something about being there. The buzz. There's a kind of little buzz when you're live. When you're watching on telly on BT Sport, I mean you know the commentator. It makes me realise how good the commentators are. Um, but that that just sort of in between grey sort of area of of watching was the weirdest thing, and I, I didn't like it. No, I, it was strange. One of the funniest things for me was at half time. <laughs> Obviously, the bloke on the camera had gone off for a pint and some whatever snails, and he just left the camera pointing at the main stand. Well, do you know what? Fifteen minutes. It's got me thinking that if when they do it for the you know when we have the home games, if we know we could get near the camera, there's some quality yeah. possibly like streaking, like running across. We could have a big bears beyond the gate, you know, banner right across. May, may, maybe we could do the commentary. We could do it, couldn't we? Yeah. Now there's but a Dansy out of a job. I mean, I thought at half time, but I unfortunately I couldn't watch the game. I had some friends around for dinner. I was eating the grouse that I shot last week. Yeah. But I thought, well, it's just a break, just a breaking commentary for half time. I didn't know that that was it for the entire match. It was just a, a normal shooting yeah. weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was really weird. Having said that, you didn't miss any of the action. And I think with the one camera, whoever was doing it, fair play to them because actually you saw everything that you needed to. The, the odd thing, what I found as well, not seeing... Because, um, you know, it, it, in the modern game, there's so many stoppages, not knowing how long was on the clock. Mm. And I think it was about 60 minutes before we actually got play in the far corner and we actually saw where the clock was. Mm. But bizarrely, did you notice as well, the game finished on about 73 yeah, yeah, minutes? Yeah. Because I think someone, the referee, did he tell him to stop the clock for a scrum and then Mr. Up in the Stand forgot to yeah. start it again. Was that to stop Maybe. the embarrassment of 
more tries from Bristol, maybe. Maybe the snails were off. So he's taking a dicky snail on half-time. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, but I don't can... want to cast aspersions on the French, but, you know, it was the, t- the timer. But can I just say, just listening to you guys describing this, do you know what it, it reminds me of? Back in my old Wivywood days, I used to take a video camera into the cinema... Hang on, where's this going? ...and record the movies. <laughs> what, yeah. Yeah. And I'd stay and there for literally an hour and a half. What, and then burn it on CD and sell it down the yeah, pub? Pirate DVD, so there we go. There we are. Fiverr a pop. Blimey. There, there, there we go. Now... Before we move off the game, I, I can see you're, you're excitingly I waving your hand, Pete. Well, that. I, I just wanted to say, that, I mean, because there was no commentary, obviously I then spent quite a lot of time looking at other things during this. In some ways it's quite good when there's no commentary because you really have to kind of work hard. At, and my observational skills were enhanced. And I, you know, one of the things I noticed was one of the big friends of the pod, Big Jake Chunks, Big Jake Walmart, I noticed it's been bugging me for a while. There's something about him I couldn't get my finger on. I realised what it was. His shorts are really big for him. <laughs> He's like like most of the rugby players today, big thighs, I mean, particularly the front thigh, big thighs, tight shorts. Jake, I mean, Jake's got these really weird baggy shorts. And it made me think it was almost like every game he forgets his kit. And like we know that he's a bit of a he's not that good with his bag because a couple of years ago if he is listening he'll remember that we looked after his bag for him. That's right. But it it, it just really you know to be honest I quite liked it. It's like the old days of when you know when you force some young lad to go out and play and he hasn't got any kit. It's just his shorts are too big and I, I'd, I'd love it if Jake you know if we do pop into bump into him again if he could explain why he's the only player as, as far as I can tell in the whole of the Premiership that doesn't have tight shorts around his thighs maybe for some reason he needs a, a, a looser well, fit all the way down <laughs> there, so. there is therein lies the, the debate yeah. Tony well, you know, there, could there, be a lucky it, lucky boy well yeah. so it was just something that, that the live commentary pushed okay. out for me just one quick mention TC yeah. before we uh, close this we've got to mention this guy Captain Heroic Stephen oh. Luatua I mean oh, come on really. boys we've been talking for 10 minutes now we've not mentioned this guy but mm. superhuman yeah. performance just oh, what yeah. a player absolutely I think I think he is by far our most consistent player game in game out yeah. he plays most of the games he plays when he does play he virtually always plays the 80 minutes uh, in defence in, in the scrum in the line out as well you know yeah. he, he, I, th- I think he um, you know he got all the takes in the line out um, a- immense player um, I, I, I think he, he's one of the, the players that that pack is built built around him actually yes. and I think his leadership as well uh, and motivation um, absolutely Class outstanding um, he's been good all season but was phenomenal wasn't he yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. phenomenal and he, and he liked one of my tweets the other day as well well, there we so are. he's not that perfect. And he's come back from a hip yeah. injury. I mean, yeah, yeah, isn't he? No, he's absolutely. Actually, having mentioned your nose, I've also noticed that um, our, our bath-loving friend <laughs> over there is, <laughs> appears to have a Cornish Pirates T-shirt on tonight. What? What's going just on? Just messing with your mind, boys. Messing with your mind. <laughs> yeah. No, what I'm doing is I'm wearing its uh, Pittsburgh Pirates baseball top because I know you and Lee are big American sport fans. I just wanted to make you feel comfortable when you came to my... Um, you know, well, you know Tony's going to turn up with a, a headdress next week, isn't he? Oh, it? probably. Excellent oh, oh, headdress. Oh, to be fair, oh, I, don't think I, can fit it. I can't fit it through my front door, boys. OK, so let's let's move on then. Um, and we're back to league action at the gate uh, next Sunday. London Irish, 
I think at the start of the season we were thinking Kaching five points no problem, but um, I think they're going to be quite a handful. What's what's your thought, Miles? Well, I think I mean they obviously played Europe this weekend. Did they they score seven tries against four against Bayonne? Did they? Yeah. I mean that is super impressive. Um, shows that obviously a very attacking side to get that many tries. On the other hand, you could argue that letting in four tries means it is their defence a little bit loose. And is that where we could take an advantage? Well, I hope so, but. This is not the London Irish of last season, is it? Well, two seasons ago, sorry, mm. um, where they were dreadful, lost nearly every match. Um, I mean, I hate to say I haven't seen them play yet, but statistically they, they look a tough outfit and I think next weekend is going to be a pretty hard game for us. Yeah, I'd, I'd totally agree. And also, I mean, we'd seen them in the Premiership Cup action, didn't we? But Ben Loder, oh my goodness. I mean, that guy is going to be playing for England soon. I think we need to keep the ball away from him because he is so dangerous. Mm. I think um, just having read the report from the Bayonne game, and Bayonne were no mugs, they were big boys. Mm. And uh, what Irish did, although it was a loose game, it was a lot of tries, so I think there's a lot of you know optimism for us. They were very good at the set piece. They, uh, they've got some big South African van der Werwe or something, and he... But from, from all the reports, was he not only won the line-out, but he spoiled their line-out. So I think that's something we've got to really think about is, you know, let's, we've got to beat them in the front five. If we beat them in the yeah, front five, I which I know we can, but we then we will beat them elsewhere because yeah. we know we've got the, we've got the thing. So I think that's, I'm sure Pat, you know, he's not, <laughs> clearly, he knows what he's doing, but uh, that's where I think we'll beat Irish because as you said, Miles, they might have scored seven, but they let in five as well. And the, we know that our defence is solid. So. Yeah, what I was going to say is a bit like the Bristol of all we say we'd score we'd score a few tries wouldn't we and we'd concede a few tries as well so yeah. I think we'll win we but gonna, I think it'll be a tough game are we going to have a little prediction of the the, the line-up tone well I mean whether, whether it's the full 15 or, or whether we who, who's going to come in um, obviously we've got John Afoa we're not quite sure um, you know how, how serious that injury was that kept him out what's the latest on Nathan Hughes well, uh, we I, saw him didn't we with his fingers in a in a little oh, strap yeah. well, well, they be, he hasn't he had his tendons stapled yeah. back that doesn't sound good does it no yeah, which, no. which reduced it from a 10 weeks out to a couple wasn't it I mean it, mm. it doesn't sound great but he's going to come on with a lot of strapping on so him so what's it? our options I mean we've got Hamilton haven't we that might he's played a couple of games now Crane's back in the mix as well isn't he he's going to play tomorrow night yeah because I mean that's a strong A team that we're putting out uh, on, on Monday night we're recording the podcast it's Sunday evening um, but yeah, that's that's one of the strongest A teams I've seen yeah. for a long, long time. Um, so it's great to see Jordan back, but obviously not going to quite have that match fitness. I, I've been I've been impressed with Luke Hamilton. I thought he had a good game um, uh, in France. Um, a different kind of number eight, but uh, yeah. still the energy and involvement and putting his body on the line. Uh, and you know, with Craney, hopefully in the next week or two back to some kind of full match fitness but yeah do I don't know almost do you risk um, Hughes for that London Irish game knowing that you've got the two games against Stad where you don't need to play him or do you have him back in I, I'm, I'm not sure mm. I'm not sure I think um, I think I think if it wasn't for the fact that we were on an absolute high at the moment I'd say putting Hughes in, but I think someone like Hamilton is is surfing 
on that wave as well. And I, I think, you know, what we might call support players like him, almost like their ability is enhanced at the moment. And he's played a couple of games. You know, can you imagine what the buzz is like around the club at the moment? You know, he's going to come out. I reckon he's going to come out like a superhero if he does play. And I agree with you that, you know, Hughes, for, you know, is unbelievable. But if there is a little bit of a doubt, mm. I, I've got a feeling about, you know, he's another, he's another jib cutter. Hamilton. Also for me, I mean, we're talking about Hamilton, he's he's an experienced professional. Yeah, it's not like we're talking about some eighteen-year-old kid as backup. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean the, the guy he, he knows the game inside out, and he's he's more than capable of stepping in. Uh, should Big Nafe not be ready? I think. All right, a c- couple of questions then for you boys. Um, you know, Morahan, I think is pretty much yeah, dead sir dead on the sir. wing. Who's going to play on the opposite wing, and what's the pairing going to be in the centre? Well, I think. I think Fricker. I think Fricker has done enough. I, th- I was so impressed with him on Friday. Again, it's away in France, and he looked up for it. So I would say Fricker, Fricker on the other wing. I think O'Connor, unbelievable, brilliant again in the centre. But I've got to say, why not? Why not Bedlow in the middle? I just thought Bedlow. You know, this guy. He's a young lad, but he's proved his worth. And you know, we're. I. I think. You know, I feel sorry for Hurrell. You know, Hurrell didn't get the game. He wasn't in the squad, but. You know, this is the whole point of these things is that Bedlow yeah. stepped up and we we destroyed a French team in the first half and he was part of that. So I, I, there's nothing about Bedlow that worries me. Well, I obviously, Siali Piatal didn't play. Um, it's not in the A-team where Hurrell is. So my hunch mm-hmm. is anybody that started in that first 15 for the A-team mm-hmm. are unlikely to be yeah. first 15 um, for the game against London Irish. I think I would probably go back to Siali Piatel yeah. uh, inside. Yeah, I'd actually forgotten about him. Yeah, sorry. yeah. I, I think he's done all right. I got so excited about Just the game. Yeah. Inter- international captain, World Cup appearances, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. all-round yeah. unbelievable legend. Yeah, but that, that's why. That's what live streaming does to you, Tone. It's well, and, and to be fair, it's because exactly what you just said earlier, Pete, is because everyone is performing at this moment in time that you can forget someone mm. like Siali. Yeah, and I mean a big game like Irish back at the gate. I mean there was a little injury niggle with um, Charles Piatau again, wasn't it? Yeah. Ankle in brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where he is. He going to feature? I mean, if you're on a big game, you'd want to have Charles, wouldn't you? Yeah. Ankle in brackets uh, is that like having a splint? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit like that. Well, maybe he didn't have the brackets, but oh, right. I hope it's not back to the old. Oh, Charles has taken another knock. He's going to be out for another four weeks. I hope a yeah. sledgehammer didn't drop on his ankle. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, no, he wouldn't be silly enough to muck around an allotment, would he? Not the not the amount of money he's yeah. on, no. <laughs> and actually, just while I notice things, Lee. Oh dear! Uh, <laughs> that, that tash is really oh. for November. Has come up somewhat in the. You've got the little little like goatee beard underneath. I'm now. going for the seventies porn star look, mate. I, yeah. I modelled it on some of my dad's magazines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seventies porn star. You don't look a day over sixty, but I, Thanks, I think ben. I know. I know what you. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Okay, so any any more around the game for London Irish? I, I just think. If based on his subcam commentary, Big Max Lahiv's got to get a chance on the bench. I think so. I haven't said that. I mean, it was quite a brutal game, wasn't it, in France? And I noticed Lahiv came off first, whether that was precautionary or not. Thacker was down, having his legs stretched, and then he came off. 
a Jake Woolmore, you know, he's he's not a thoroughbred. He's shorts back to someone, isn't he? He he he, he seemed to be um, coming off uh, not not quite at uh, his normal gait. To be fair, I think forty minutes against French, you know, yeah. big French boys and Polynesian warlords is like a full game. So I reckon it was just yeah. And I think you know, let's look at it. They played Friday night. We're not playing till Sunday afternoon. Mm. That's a long recovery. And- Game was wrapped up at half time yeah, as well, yeah. so um, I'm not worried know, about that. There, there was no need to take a risk. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Podbean. You can contact the show with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at bearsbeyondgate or like our Bears Beyond the Gate Facebook page. Well, boys, one thing I'd like to talk about now is uh, rumours, and this isn't the this isn't the nineteen seventies album by Fleetwood Mac. That, to be fair, to <laughs> one of the best albums ever. One of absolutely um, good show. Good show. This is. There's been quite a few interesting little rumours in the last uh, week or so. Some in social media, some in the press, and some from our very own secret sources so let's talk about the ones that maybe people might have heard of um it's sunday the rugby paper comes out today and the front page was uh bears are interested in getting rory best the legendary irish hooker um that's just retired who's just retired this is the guy that made miles and his wife cry absolutely i mean that's the one reason alone to have him in bristol isn't it it makes me cry. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, what do we think about that? Is he thirty-seven? Did I see? He's quite quite old. in that way. Yeah. yeah, but then you know, you look at George Smith and John Afoa and the the yeah. job that they did. Um, I think the angle of the article was it was like a George Smith style signing. You know, he's he's a free agent. He's got no. You know, we could sign him now. Six month contract. Get us get us into that Rory. It says on the contract, Rory, get us into the top four. Yeah. Get it, you know, come into the game, do, do whatever you do, or talk to the young lads. We've got some amazing hookers in our club. We've got Cape on with his cap on. We've got um, Thacker. Feed. We've got Sean Moulton. No, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Moulton. Yeah. We've got young Lindsay. Kloska. Injured. Kloska. Yeah. I, yeah. Part of me was like, why would we sign somebody at the end of his career? And then part of me thought about the job. And I think, well, you know, if it, why not? Why well, not? Well, Six Mal- months. Moulton has been a bit injury prone. Yeah. Obviously, he, he, he's out again now. And actually, to have two really battle-hardened number twos, I think, is going to be really important mm. this season. Hugely. I'd say exactly what Sass has just said. I, I thought the same thing. Why would we need Rory Best? But actually, for the experience and for bringing the young lads on as well, it, it can't do any harm, can it? I think we, Six months. Been, and also, we've got to be, be wary of the fact we've, we've been lucky, to be honest, so far. We haven't had any real serious injury stuff. And we all know, having watched the World Cup and having watched a few other things, is that your front five is so important. Your front five has to be dominant. If your front five isn't, and actually, if you've got like a almost... Almost like a, a free pass of a, somebody like that to come in just to bolster for a year, for a year, for yeah. well, for the rest of the season, just to yeah. get us, just to you know, what, what an amazing, you know, just to keep that momentum going as well. You know, he may not, Rory. You know, if we were like struggling at the bottom, it may not be a, but actually, if you you've got all these boys buoyant with stuff, and then someone like Rory Best comes in and and just pushes that on, yeah, money well spent maybe. 
Absolutely. Maybe. I, 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 I certainly would like to mm. see that. And just, just linking that to um, another article that was in the, the rugby paper, our, our, our friend Jeremy Guscott, he, he of Bath once, was quite um, quite glowing about Bristol's chances. I think you, you, you read the full article. I only glanced at it. I, you would have done. It was Bath, wasn't it? I did. Yeah. Is, the, is the link being Peter Bath once, is <laughs> yeah. it? I did read it. And uh, one of the things that I've got to say, I mean, I do like Gus Scott. Part, uh, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, I just liked his hip, his, his um, hip sway. But more than anything, I think, I think he's a good pundit. But one of the things he said, which I thought was really, really sort of opposite, was that if you want to win your front five, you not only have to have a front five that is dominant, you have to have a front ten. You have to have an interchangeable front five, as it were. Mm. You know that league five and five ten. I'm so, um, and I'm thinking, I'm starting to think about what have we got, and actually we're starting to, you know, we are pushing. But that makes me think, you know, that's where we're going to bolster. Which are we allowed to move on to another rumor? Because that makes me think about your mate, Kyle Snickler. Tony Snickler, Kyle Snickler, yes, who's out of contract at Quinns, and we've been linked with him. I think Gloucester have also been linked, but oh my goodness, wouldn't that be a, a signing? He's not going to come cheap, though. And this is for next year, of course. This is for next season. He's not going to come cheap, and also we're going to lose him to internationals, aren't we? Yeah, we yeah made that of course. Before. This is the trouble now. We're, we want to move up to that level, yeah. but the consequence of that level is that we're, we are going to, yeah, we're going to lose players eventually to more international oh, games but this is agreeing with Pete isn't it that unfortunately we need a, a, a front 10 isn't it I mean yeah. I hate to agree with Pete most of the time mm, yeah. but yeah I mean front 5 not enough we need a front 10 for but, when we're now getting international call ups but you'll be a cracking signing wouldn't you brilliant, again? brilliant. Love it's, it, it's exciting to talk about these things oh. at our club really isn't it who would have thought that you know two or three seasons ago yeah. we'd even be mentioning these kind of names as potentially coming to um to Bristol. Then, then we've got our Welsh Spice Boy. Um, who's that? Justin Turmeric, isn't it? Justin Timberlake. 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 Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah. He plays rugby. Tipperick. I think. Can I say? I think that one's a story made up by Justin's agent himself. Because I'm with you there. Yeah, we don't. We don't need. No offence. He's a great player, but I don't think we need him. I, I don't think it's one of the areas where we really need no. to strengthen next season. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree with that. Is it just agent talk to try and bump up his uh, final paycheck somewhere? And it will be a last one moment for him. Yeah. So, a friend of a friend's mate who drinks down the same pub as a friend's mate... Then the world's end. ...said yeah. that <laughs> the Bears are interested for next season... In three players that were at this year's World Cup. That's, yep. Now you know you know the mates' mates' friends' mate. I do know the mates' mates' friends' cousins' mate. Yeah. And all I can what, what, what the, the the speculation was that possibly two northern hemisphere and maybe one southern hemisphere. Yeah. And I was sort of doing a few thinking about what do we need. I'm possibly thinking. We need a centre. We, 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 I mean, you know, we know that O'Connor, Bedlow, can't knock him, uh, Hurrell, Piertau. We've got, but we're just thinking, if we're pushing for the future, 
you know, guaranteed top four, winning the Champions Cup. I just think a centre... And I'm thinking, who's at the World Cup who maybe probably won't play in the next World Cup? Top quality knows Pat Lamb. Did a little bit of uh, Googling. Here's my prediction tone. Ryan Crotty. Right. And is, is that just... You know, there's no inside knowledge? No, nope, nothing. That, that is purely well, based on five minutes down the pub looking at my phone. <laughs> without peeing on that fire, he has Pee been linked with Bristol for... Before, yeah. A couple of... Yeah. yeah, a couple of times, I think. And, and that there was, was there one thing where he... Would, he Joined, he followed Bristol Rugby, or was that it? Maybe one of the other Kiwi players. Is he following Bears Beyond the Gate, Tony? He will be after this. To be honest, there's so many followers; it's hard to uh, keep keep track these days. I, I mean, that that would be. I think that'd be a cracking signing, and I think there there is. We've got to be in for some Southern Hemisphere, surely. I would have said with with all our links with Lewatoa, we've got to be in for some maybe aging All Blacks Mm. that give up the chance to play for all bats and, and, no, and, and you know it's got to be a kind of Bush Telegraph going back from Big Steve from Charles Piertow from Siali saying come to Bristol who did he play for who does he play Crotty, for I don't know is it Auckland I don't know I, I don't know obviously we've got the Auckland Blues link and that brings me on to um, somebody that signed uh, this week actually isn't it the back rower Adrian yeah. Choate has come in as injury cover Um He's going to return to Auckland, so it is only a short-term thing at the end of this campaign. But, you know, that's where I think any speculation, if you're talking Southern Hemisphere, you probably are talking about um, New Zealand-based players, you know, maybe, you know, from... um, you know the the Samoas or the Tongas. Um, you know all those players that come over from the Pacific Islands and play in New Zealand or out and out All Blacks. So how, again, how exciting! Can I just ask Lee and Miles this as well? Is that I also was thinking if we're in for a few people from the World Cup, Welsh people. Mm-hmm. Now we've 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 said Tipperick, maybe not, but I'm just thinking. You know, maybe we will think about what we need to strengthen. Well, if Any talking, ideas, Lee? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, there's one that stands out for me personally is Jonathan Davis because I think he would fit the bill. He's that age. He's, you know, he's, he's probably coming to the end of his time now for Wales as a new coach coming in. So he's going to... I mean, he's the average 60 capper. So, so 60 we, could, we could lose him again, couldn't we? But, but I'm thinking one of these boys, if he's a 60 capper, so he can play elsewhere, mm. and it's not brilliant at the moment, playing in, in Wales. Wales, you mean? Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So we could be looking at some Welsh beef, as it were, coming over. Another one, I just want to say, I've got to give Lee some credit, because when we, we, we did have a little bit of a chat about the Southern Hemisphere thing before, and I got quite excited because Big Graham, my caretaker at my at uh, that I know at our school, he said Sonny Bill Williams. And I think I texted Lee straight away and said, I reckon Sonny Bill Williams, only to find that Lee to correctly point out that Sonny Bill Williams has just signed for uh, Toronto Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Mm. So yeah. to play rugby I, league. I, that was poor. Yeah, so actually, he, he, he's, he's, not, just, uh, he's not very reliable. <laughs> he ran away with the rumour mill yeah, for a minute. Like, then, he got overexcited for what, Big what Graham. What was your caretaker called? Well, let's forget yeah. Big Graham in the future then, shall we? 
Well, let's not forget that, you know, from 1st of January, um, clubs can start uh, approaching other players, you know, unless things implode, which I have, I just can't see at Bristol. We are going to be top two, three um, in the new year. We're probably comfortably on our way through to a home quarter final in the Challenge Cup. We're, uh, you know, if if there are some top players looking to move on, they're going to look at Bristol and see a club on the up and a club that it's going to be safe to put pen to paper for in January because there doesn't look like any chance that we'll be troubling those relegation zones at the end of the season. And potentially the only fan-based podcast out of all the teams. Yeah, and I mean, who wouldn't want to come if you you think you could be on this podcast week in, week out, you know? Your name gets mentioned. Your name gets mentioned. Hi, I'm Nathan Hughes. You're listening to Beers Beyond the Gate. Right, well, that's nearly it for this week. Uh, But before we finish, um, it's our regular gets my goat feature so um, Pete I think you've got a topical one this week quick one because I know you disagree with me on this one so uh, this is based on the announcement from Bristol Sport that um, they're going to introduce cashless payments Um, and initially on the on the kind of surface it seems like a good idea because we have experienced some poor service and some slow service but actually, got me thinking of the wider kind of educational picture. And it, it, to me, it was just—it was sad, sad that this is the sort of where the numeracy levels of our youth have got to today. That you can't add something up in your head, get some money. I mean, you don't even have to work out the change as long as you add it up and type it in. Change quickly. And you know, when I was a lad, I used to, I did one till when I worked in the pub and I added it on my head and did the change. Albeit every time people came for different rounds, it was all different. But. I'm disappointed that it just—it's just—it just shows the erosion of numeracy in our society. Lee, I think you've got something to add. Well, I was just going to say, but it, what do you do for a living, Pete? Uh, teacher. So you're a teacher, and, and you're you slating the, totally. the education of Lee, children. What am I doing, oh. Lee? What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> I know it's, this is not good for pod, but what am I doing? His hands I'm, are in I'm the air. I'm holding my hands up. Also. <laughs> Who's the maths teacher at your school? <laughs> and are they a friend? Wow. Well, well I, I've got to say, you know, I suppose you've got to move with the times. I don't particularly agree with it. You know, not everybody has a bank account. And actually, as a wow. someone that takes a ten-year-old um, to the game, if, you know, if she wants to nip down and get a bag of crisps, I can safely give her a couple of quid. And no, she's going to come back with a bag of crisps. Well, that's expensive crisps, but well, that's Ashton Gate for if, you, isn't it? If I give her my contactless card, God knows what she's going to come back. She's got thirty quid's worth. She can. Well, she'll be she, back she with a two pint of Guinness for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I slightly disagree with with Pete in that the fact that yeah, it's, it's going to shorten queues. I mean, as we all know, when a lot of the social media, the queues at the Bath match were horrendous. There's other teams in the league which have gone contactless and have got better schemes of getting beer quicker and I did say well think of think of our poor European visitors some zebra and Stade Francais who are going to come with their euros <laughs> Um, well, and not have a clue what to do because they they have got contactless. I think, I think you're. I think the other problem with this is that the assumption is made that it's the it's the cash transaction or the the, the monetary yeah. transaction that slowed down. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Well, actually, possibly some of our listeners will attest to this it's nothing to do with that at all it's to do with 
you know, the, you know, the not enough pints being poured or running yeah. out, or or when you say to someone, "Can I have a Buckham?" and you get a Heineken instead, then there's a whole general training issue that I think has to be addressed here. And I just want to make a point. I mean, we're not having a go at the, you know, no. the youngsters that are down there no. you know, doing that job. Is we, we're not saying that at all, but. Obviously, I mean, we know what we're talking about when we're talking about Buck Canal and but they're young lads, they're, they're young people. They, they don't know that, but they they should have someone. Well, so looking do, after. Do, this do you remember the last home game, Lee? We went down, and what what was he trying to do to that barrel? He was tapping the keg, oh, wasn't he? My and, uh, I mean, literally, I mean, <laughs> the whole thing. Well, my friends from uh, St Austell Brewery would have been absolutely choking because it was it in the ceiling. It was on the it ceiling. Was it everywhere. was everywhere. Oh. He, I mean, the, the poor kid probably. Took about two pints, that is there. <laughs> so we, uh, Maybe that's why he did it. Slow things up. <laughs> yeah, but um, I agree with you. I, don't, I think it's less about the cash transactions. It's more about the organisation and maybe the experience of some of the, the people that work on the bar there. But anyway, we will find out. I think it starts to come in for the Stade Francais game. Um, that's it for this week Pete thank you for the use of your your dapper studio thanks mate pleasure and, and the uh, and the topless picture as well oh yeah 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 oh yeah, yeah. in my eyeline by the way <laughs> all podcasts and I've been professional all the way through <laughs> and you haven't mentioned it until now until now that's Mark, my get get my get in Lee's house well thank you for that Lee <laughs> thank you Miles until right. next week come on Briz <laughs>